opportunist is screening at the West in Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, February 5th, 8.30 p.m., 379 Union Ave, Brooklyn, New York. And I want you guys to go, if you got time, go support um, Lance Barrett. We had him on the podcast not too long ago, and uh, he's screening his um, his film, uh, The Opportunist. And uh, we saw it, and we talked about it on the podcast. It was a great time. Um, you can find some of your favorite people from the podcast, Ariel Pacheco, Victoria Radermanis, Manu Mana. Got everyone in there. It's going to be a fun time. The West is a great place. I hope you guys show up. Uh, if you donate $10, you get a wristband for happy hour prices all night long. So, guys, go check it out and get down to that, man. Welcome to the You Are Here podcast. My name is Mike. I'd like to welcome you to episode 54 of the podcast, the You Are Here podcast. You are here. I'm here. And right now, we're here alone. Now, the original thought for this uh, episode, uh, me and Dave couldn't get together this week. We usually record on Mondays, a little behind the scenes. We usually record on Mondays because it's our only like day we can really uh, just meet and do something. We decided to do it. But something came up and we couldn't do anything. So we usually in this situation end up doing like a recap kind of episode but i just thought i don't know me if you know me if you've been listening to the podcast you know i'm not the most social i'm not the most talkative and honestly one of my biggest fears is doing a podcast alone and doing it for over 30 minutes even talking for more than 10 minutes honestly blows my mind and i don't know how people do it and i'm jealous but i think I'm going to take today as just a test to, I don't know, try to do this, overcome one of my fears. Um, growing up, I always had a fear and sort of an insecurity in like public speaking. And I don't know, I'm trying to figure this. I want to get through this a little bit today with you guys. Like I want to talk about how, I don't know, like growing up, public speaking was like the most intimidating thing to me. I was always scared to tried also shout out to the person next door i asked them to not play music so loud but they don't really care so shout out to them thank you so much um anyway so growing up public speaking was always my worst thing doing presentations projects all that stuff man i was done i didn't want to do any of that i would always resort to like doing like anything else if i could do like a video if i could do like i don't know like pictures like something powerpoint was my friend you know what I mean? I wrote everything. I was the best PowerPointer in the world, man. I was the best PowerPointer in the world. That music is really loud. But it's all right. We're going to keep on. We're going to keep on keeping on. And it's a little soulful out here. You know, I like that soul, that soul sample. You know me. Um, but one thing for me was I never really had a problem performing in front of others, which is really weird to me because... If you think about public speaking, you're talking in front of a group of people, right? I played soccer growing up and obviously, and, and I played goalkeeper, which kind of one of the most important, you know, positions, the most, you know, pressure built kind of things. You got to be on your game. You got to be paying attention. Um, you're the last line of defense and there's a lot of pressure to that. I feel like I had, you know, the pressure of the whole team sometimes. And when someone comes through with a breakaway, they get that ball over your last line of defense. You're like, well, fuck, this is just me and, like, a whole team running at me. And uh, I don't know why I thrive in those situations sometimes where all the pressure's on me and I'm the last person to, you know, kind of 
just do something. And I feel like in those types of situations of pressure and stuff, really, um, I don't know, I can, I can excel. But uh, I don't know why with public speaking and stuff like that, where in, I guess there's something to having to do with that, like spontaneous, like that instinct in that certain moment when you're playing a sport. Because n- n- you can like plan, you can have plays, but anything can happen, right? In like a presentation, I feel like it's all planned. It, it makes more sense that you do your research, you write everything down, you got this speech all set up. But hey, man, I didn't want to do that. I don't know why. I just procrastinated. I didn't, even when I did write everything down, when I did do that PowerPoint, I was like, before, honestly, my strategy was to go first. If you're going through some like problems with public speaking and you don't know, like, and you're like dreading, because I remember I used to sit in class. I used to be the last one to go and I'd be sitting in my seat sweating, sweating bullets, dude. And I was always just so terrified to go up there when, honestly, everyone sucks at presentations when you're in, like, middle school, high school. And, like, no one fucking cares. No one cares that yours is bad. No one cares that yours is good, right? Everyone's just like, we're all in this shit together. So why don't we just fucking, you know, we all, we all sit there. We all clap. Everyone claps at the end of it. No one's going to be like, boo, that shit sucked. Dude, your fucking chemistry shit. Dude, you got that shit wrong. <laughs> no one's going to do that. But um, I don't know. I just I, I could never figure out why I really did that. So I, I I think a key to getting over that, I got better and better as I went. And only I got better was in college. I took a I forced myself to do a, um, a speech class, just speeches. And I forced myself to do that because I was like, if I can't get over this shit, I can't do anything. I can't be I can't do everything I want to do. I can't be in film. I can't, you know, make connections, network, do all these things. So I just, I forced myself, I'm like, I have to do this shit. And I remember I, I, I actually enjoyed doing it. And I think you kind of learn over time that that pressure you feel, that um, that nervousness, that like, I don't want to fucking do this. And like, I'm scared. I feel like that that happens every time. Even if you get over it, it's going to happen every time. You're going to have that feeling. And I think that's a good feeling. If you can turn that feeling into a good thing, I think we can, you can really excel at a lot of things, especially under pressure, because I feel like that's pressure um, being dealt onto you and you deciding how you're dealing with that. And I feel like growing up, my thing was always to not deal with that head on. And the way I started learning to really get around that was, let's say, you know, you got a presentation due next week and the teacher put up like a list, like who wants, whoever wants to go first or whatever. I would always go first because you know what? You set the bar and gra- like give it or take it. Like I'm, I was a very like average student, but I think I usually got like A's and B's and an occasional C, right? I was a very whatever average. So you set the bar and if you can just set the bar, like you kind of just get the prop points for going first from everyone. Everyone's like, all right, thank you. Someone did it. Right. And the best part is, you're the first one, you get it over with. God damn, that's loud. Yo, this, alright, I just cut, but I'm, this lady next door is, I keep knocking on her door, and she keeps singing, and she's just not, and she's wailing, you can hear her. She's just yelling, dude. But you know what, we're just gonna, you know what, 2020, we're gonna let, we're gonna let it go. We're gonna let it go, we're gonna try to ignore this, and it's very hard, very, very hard. 
Um, so where was I? I was talking about, oh, so like in inter- waking up at like an interview and you just not being prepared, not knowing what's going on. I remember Theo Vaughn, shout out Theo Vaughn. Uh, it's one of my, another person that does a solo podcast and I don't get how he talks for sometimes more than like an hour. Um, also shout out congratulations podcast. Chris Leo, love that one too. Me and Dave, that's like our whole joke, inside joke discography basically. But um, I remember Theo having this story. I think it was one of his jokes in his, but he's a comedian. And um, he 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 went, to, he like got picked, he went in like New York or something and he had a, uh, he was doing press like some morning and the night before he uh, was in like Harlem or something and some taxi driver like, he, uh, he took a taxi and then he picked up Theo and um, the guy like, they ended up doing like cocaine somehow or something like that. And then they just started partying all night and then Theo ended up driving the taxi and then it's this whole thing. But the worst part was the next day he had a uh, interview with like Daryl Strawberry and it was like, <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. If you, if you want to laugh, go check out that story on his, uh, if you just type in that clip, it'll, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, What else, man? What else? I guess we can get into a grateful minute, you know? You hear that? You hear that in my voice that when I breathe? Uh, that's that. Mmm, yeah. I want to face that. I really want to face that. That's like that. This is raw. This is a raw podcast right now. I hope you guys are... If you if you stick through it, it's fine. If you don't, if you want to skip this one, it's cool. But I'm just, I think I want to do this just for myself. Just to um come at peace with myself for this year. Start off good. It's almost February, man. Or it is February. At this point, it's February, man. This year has been going by so fast. I want to get into how, just how fast things are going after, life's just going so fast, man. Growing, like, I'm 23 now, and it feels so weird that just, like, it feels like I was, like, a year ago in college still, but it was actually, like, two years. It feels like like a year ago I was, like, with my brother, um, and a couple of years before that, we were still like hanging out every day. And a couple of years before that, I was in high school and I was playing soccer every day. And it's just weird when you, you kind of like think about the things you did in your life and how like you never really stop for that moment and, um, kind of just appreciate that you were able to spend time with like certain people. Um, so I think I'm just grateful that I'm able to kind of realize that now and just feel like I can kind of savor the moment a little bit more. I'm savoring this moment right now for you guys. It feels good. It feels good to be here. Even if I'm alone, it feels good. And I hope you guys feel that way too. Um, also, with with that idea of like, Of like time, looking at time. I'm trying to, I want to piece together because I, I don't want to like bring, keep bringing this up because we talked about it last podcast, but the thing with Kobe Bryant passing, rest in peace, um, and Gigi and all the people in those class, in the, in the crash and everything, it's huge, tragic accident, um, you know, and prayers to those families and everything. But, um, you never really realize how much you really care about these people that you never met or never, never, you know, come in contact with and have only seen on like 
whether it's through sports, uh, entertainment, music, movies, and these people that you just grew up and looked up to and were inspired by, um, and not knowing like that you actually like, really related to these people, um, and like the tribute that the the Lakers did for the most recent game was like. I started shedding tears, man. When when I heard about the new, I, I'm I, I feel like I deal with grief very strangely. I don't usually cry right away. Um, I kind of am more just in shock, and I don't know how to really like handle that those emotions. Um, I think my first instinct is to just just be in that state of shock and not really know and kind of I think get together with other people that uh you know feel that and feel that same way and um appreciated what that person did and uh just go through like another thing with like mac miller passing i only really like started listening to him dave introduced me to him and i love um like music's like one of my other like i think with film music and film are like this to me like they're neck and neck i can't like pick which i love more um, but just seeing how like Mac Miller was like, like every, you know, being like a white suburban kid and like growing up and seeing him like mark his place and like just grow into this, um, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I could say adult, but just like this person that he was like otherworldly, um, the talent he possessed, like his potential, his, di his direction he was going. Um, and just the things he was talking about and after like not listening to him, like growing up and stuff and only like for the past two years, like a year before he passed, just starting to listen to him. I was like getting like, I was getting chills cause I just related so hard to those like feelings he was getting and that love that he had for, um, that music and just like artistry and stuff like that. He really respected, um, like the musician, the artist, uh, the craft. He would learn the instruments. He would appreciate the culture of everything. And uh, I don't know, I just, I just, I really appreciate someone that, you know, puts the time into something like that, especially um, like rap and hip hop being such a popular, I guess, genre right now. It's turning into pop almost. And um, I just feel like it's really interesting that he being like even like he was younger than most like you know uh artists that would really like are in those genres and really thriving off of the culture and everything he was one of the people that really like went into the uh the history the culture and appreciation and in all of his songs he would always have like throwbacks to certain styles certain things and where would he be influenced uh and a lot of the interviews you could see that um even working with uh john Brian on his um, album Circles, his posthumous release. If you haven't listened to that, man, like that's one of those, like I cried every every listen and I, I could non stop, I could not stop listening to that album. Uh, it's such a beautiful piece of music. Um, and it's just, I feel like you can really get what he was feeling throughout his whole life. And how it really was just like a cry for help almost. And he was just, you know, in this place and he couldn't get out. And 
it's sad to see that after all this, you know, after him passing, it really makes people appreciate what he was, um, what he did, and things like that. And I feel like that really, I feel like that empathy is really what makes us human. Like that, that so that I can care, for me to care about this kid that, you know what I mean, was like, I don't know, from Pittsburgh. I never knew him. I never talked to him. Kobe being, a, you know, a player, like growing up watching him. All these people that um, I I didn't ever had any contact with other than just like appreciating their work. I think that's what really makes us human, that empathy and um, that relation, man. It's just sad to see it happen like that. You know what I mean? Especially like after people pass. Um, a lot of people start to, you know, realize how much impact these people have had on the world, on themselves. Sometimes you don't even realize. Um, yeah, so I, th I think I just want to, like, figure out how to appreciate time better. And I think with, that po with this podcast, we're kind of doing that. We're sitting down, we're getting in that moment, and we're feeling like we're trying to get to the, to the root of the moment here. You know what I mean? We're trying to sit down. We're trying to have these conversations so that, you know, in the future, I'm going to appreciate that I was able to talk to Dave. I was talk to, able to talk to Katie, Adam, everyone. You know what I mean? And I'm going to keep doing it. And it feels weird to be alone here right now. And, uh, but we're just going to do it. And we're just going to, we're just going to chill. Um, yeah. I hope you guys are having a great day. Feels weird hearing my mouth noises and my awkward breathing. But we're gonna get better at that. What else? What else? <laughs> I'm so distracted by this music right now. Um I wrote a lot of things down. Um one of the things I was talking to um uh, my brother about uh before. This is kind of a touching thing. Uh, I hope he's okay with me talking about it. But um my brother lives in Japan, Sebastian. I love you. Shout out. Um, and he was he was talking to me about. I, I lent him the book. Shout out also Irina Gorovia. She um, was on the podcast. I think in one of the twenties episodes, and she wanted to come on here. And she actually recommended us to read a book um, before her coming on, and we could talk about it. And that was the Four Agreements by Don mm, Don Miguel Ruiz. I'm pretty sure it's Don Miguel Ruiz. Great read. You guys should, um, if you're into like philosophy, if you're kind of lost right now and you're really lost of yourself um, in the ways, I don't know, you, you just don't feel like you're, you know, in the right space right now. I feel like that's a really great book to get you back on the right track and realize what's important and realize what's going on. And just to give you a different perspective on life. Um, but he was reading this book and it's basically about these four agreements that um, comes from I'm going to butcher this all, but it comes from teachings. Um, I don't know which area, but um, in one of the first uh, agreements, I'm pretty sure it's, I forgot the agreement. I should probably look it up. But basically what my brother was saying is he was reading about, um, there was an example of, um, of a kid. Oh, I think it was don't take things personally was the agreement. Um, but it was about a mother and her child, and her child was singing, and uh, her mother had like a bad day, 
and she wasn't feeling good. She was annoyed. She had a headache, a migraine, and her daughter was singing. And she ended up, um, the mother ended up saying, "Stop singing, because I have a headache, and you know it's making me making my head hurt," and kind of like shutting her down like that, which I'm sure the mother doesn't want to do, doesn't want to you know have that. But you know, being human, like sometimes we're in those situations where we hurt our loved ones in like a way like that. And we don't really realize, you know, until after we calm down that we did something wrong. And um, it's just interesting that with that, especially with children and younger people, like growing up and like just growing up, probably you can probably pick out any situation like this in your childhood. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like growing up, everyone I'm pretty sure gets bullied. Uh, I definitely got bullied, um, but I, th- I don't think it was like, this is kind of a rough line to ride, but I, I feel like some of that bullying was maybe not the worst. It wasn't for the worst, but it, uh, it made me stronger. But I'm sure it goes both ways, of course. Um, and if you are getting bullied, then please, you know, reach out to someone. Um, and if you see someone getting bullied, you got to step in and like do something because obviously you can't, you know, just let that stuff happen, If you, especially if you see it. Um but basically with um, that mother saying that and instilling that like kind of, I don't know, that just shutting her down like that, that kind of, especially with young people still growing as children in their brains and stuff, they take that as them not, you know, being accepted for what they're doing. And if it ends at that, um, then that kind of affects you for the long term and you know, maybe in the future, you're not as, you know, outgoing or you're not as, um, I don't know, you, you don't want to sing anymore. You don't want to like, you don't think people want to hear you, uh, hear your voice or hear, you know, what you have to say. Just from that little incident, uh, it can kind of like, it's almost like traumatizing, you know what I mean? As a child. And I try to think, and like, I remember my brother telling me that he, um, he wanted to apologize because he, he never like thought about like those little things that people would say um but my brother used to call me like I, I mean I'm I'm a little chubby all right I always grew up I was a little chubby I always ate a lot and like you know I'm working on it I've I've had my you know shares of working out losing 20 and then gaining 20 and then losing 20 and gaining 20 and that's just the daily stress that's just a yearly struggle for me that's my whole life you know what I mean but I remember uh growing up a lot of the time my brother would call me fat if you got angry at me <laughs> which is really funny he would call me fat and I would get so fucking angry and sad. Um, but I feel like, I feel like that's not a bad thing to really like, you know, call me out on. Cause I, I was definitely like at some points pretty fat. And at those points that I wasn't fat, he wasn't calling me fat. But, um, maybe I think that maybe, you know, might've done something to me. Cause even like, times now I feel like or when I look in the mirror sometimes I think it's like body dysmorphia but I feel like sometimes when I look in the mirror I feel like I'm fucking you know I feel like I'm 300 pounds and I feel like I'm you know I look I'm not like you know I'm not attractive I'm not appealing and uh it's because of my weight um and some would say Theophan would say you got bad mirrors and you'd have to change them um <laughs> but uh yeah I just I just I don't know I found it touching that he was able to kind of like apologize for that and uh i appreciate that um 
And I think it kind of molded me into the kind of person I am. It kind of toughened me up. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't have any hard feelings for him because of that. I'm trying to think of like some way that I, I'm sure like I did that to someone. And if you're listening to that, you just so happen to hear this. I'm sorry if I ever, you know, said anything. Because you kind of learn that after a long time growing up, like, the main goal is not to hurt anyone, right? Like you don't wanna you don't wanna make anyone feel bad. And like, you know, as you grow and people start getting busy, you start, you know, losing communication and your friends that you had in high school start, you know, you all move out and you all move to different places and you feel a little bit more alone. The last thing you wanna do is, you know, keep people or push people further away from you. Um, and I feel like that's one thing I really have to learn, you know, and with this podcast really helped me especially with Dave, um, just to be a more empathetic and like cozy person to be around and try to bring more people in. Because deep down, I feel like that's what everyone wants. Um, I think <laughs> I wanted to bring up this thing, <laughs> talking about like time. And uh, it's it's crazy when you think back to, like when I think back to, you know, college was, when I graduated college was like, a little over a little under two years six years from that i was in high school like what the fuck like and then like when you think about it, the ages six years ago for me i was 17 i feel like a child when i think of 17 I think it's the worst thing to think about <laughs> i don't know why i'm doing it but um i, want, I wanted to bring up this video i always want to show this to um the uh the podcast um so i talk about sometimes on the podcast some like youtube stuff and how i grew up on youtube and how um i felt like that's really you know where i kind of got into like filmmaking and making videos and stuff like that and uh falling in love with that thing still my main source of media is like youtube still at this point um but I, michael used to make i used to make youtube videos and some of them got got some views, some thousands, some hundred thousand, some tens of thousands of views, right? And those are all private now, of course, because very embarrassing. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna dig one out of the vault, the vault for you guys, and I'm bringing it up here. And I made this in January January 18th, 2014. 2014. That was six years ago. I was 17. Now let me let me give a little backstory. To this. Um, so let me paint the picture. It was it was Mike. He was in English class. Um, barely talked. Maybe had three friends. Um, and yeah, basically not that social, right? So Michael had a English uh, project to do, and at that point we were reading, we were reading Shakespeare. We were doing King Lear. And if you don't know what King Lear or the story of King Lear and everything, that's basically what we had to do a presentation on. We had to we had to pick like a, we had to do like a summary summary kind of thing about uh, King Lear. Um, and being me, I didn't want to do a presentation. I didn't want to talk. And at this point, I didn't talk to a lot of people, and no one really knew who I was. So what I did was I made a video 
And you'd think, all right, Michael just like maybe did a presentation like video, right? I'm just talking to the camera for the presentation. I just put up easy way out, right? You'd think easy way out. But Michael decided to make a rap <laughs> because my, <laughs> I'm looking at this. This is the most <laughs> early YouTube looking thing in the world. Oh, I don't want to play this, but I'm going to play it because I don't care. And fuck it, man. 2020, let's do it. Am I right? All right. Oh, it's my car, dude. My own car. Now this is the story. Once upon a time in the pagan era, meet my boy named Beer. Not two but three daughters, they made the story. And I'll tell you, man, it got pretty gory. Now listen, the story starts with King Lear, the kind of father who kept his daughters near. It was Reagan, Goneril, and Cordelia. Father bought them lots of paraphernalia. Thought he had it all, thought he was at the top. So he had a love test said, Reagan what am I thinking, dude? Too, but Cordelia was honest and left played the fool. Famous she was, but famous she wasn't, cause the king of French was married. I remember every word, of course. Introducing Lobster, I had two sons. Edgar is Elder, Bastard is Edmund, and that's when we met them. Edgar was nice, but Edmund not so much. Wanting to kill his father over cold lunch and no. Let's take it back to Lear. This is alright. Let's hear this shit. Think you are in the wrong. will affect you in the long run now, King. Alright, hold up. Pagan era bars, right? Continue. I don't know if I can take much more of this. Edmund's just sitting home and plotting. Tricked his father into thinking Edgar was fake. Poor little Edgar, it wasn't his day. He, he ran, ran away. away. This guy's poor Tom. No one could recognize it, not even his mom. Dude, come on. How dope is this? Alright, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Oh my god, I can't believe I played that. Wow. Look at my face in this. Oh. As you can see, I made this in a day. <laughs> As you can see, I made this in one night because I procrastinated. Let me get a good shot of what I'm wearing, dude. What is that? Your boy is wearing... Wow. Your boy right here. I got a good... Here we go. Your boy is wearing a bed sheet. <laughs> You're wearing, I'm wearing a bed sheet. I'm wearing a bed sheet with a tie, a bandana, and a snapback. Oh, that's a good one. Look at that. I need to screen cap this, dude. Wow. If you're not watching this podcast right now, you're missing out. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Look at my outfit, dude. Poor little Edgar. It wasn't his day. Definitely not, man. Oh, that's a pillowcase. My bad. <laughs> I got a pillowcase around my head and a tie tying it all together. <sighs> yeah, man. And the best part about this is, um, so I showed this to the class. Oh, also granted, I didn't say my, my teacher literally did not expect, no one expected what was, I told no one. I did this by myself. No one knew what was about to happen. And I get up there and I'm, I'm not even presenting. I'm not even talking. 
and I'm already sweating because I know on this fucking USB drive, I'm about to drop this fire, man. And I plug that USB drive in and I turn to the teacher and I say, can I play? Ooh, and he says, sure, dude. It was over. Every, all I remember is when everyone was done watching it, there, there was, you know when you're watching the, um, when you're at a movie and the movie ends, you're seeing like a dope movie, you're seeing Parasite, you're seeing Honey, you're seeing, credits are about to roll, they roll, it ends crazy, and you just get that delayed applause, that delayed, that it's done, huh? and everyone's like, and then you snap back into reality. You're like, oh. that's what happened, dude. And I felt amazing. And then I fucking went back to my seat. I sat down and I said nothing that whole time. And I remember that's when I met um, from that. Some of my, uh, so I just, I just like from that, some people like started like fucking with me and we were like, um, we became friends and stuff. So that was fun. Shout out. I think that's, I think I, that's when I met, um, I was probably friends already with CJ Coley. CJ Coley. Shout out CJ Coley. No one fucking... I don't think anyone... I never talked to him. I haven't talked to him in like years, man. I should probably check up on like old friends and stuff, man. I feel like I haven't done anything like that recently. The last time I talked to... um. Actually, I mean, no. No, no, probably not. But yeah, I don't know. So that's weird. <laughs> King Lear. Um, so if you didn't know about King Lear, and honestly, I did a great job explaining that. And honestly, my bars were fire. And honestly, my flow was river. And so smooth. I'll put it up as a, um, I'll put a link if you guys want to watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, man. I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. I think this, I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this down to be a short podcast. Um, and this was kind of my attempt. I think it was a rocky road, a bumpy, a bumpy road. But um, I hope you enjoyed something out of this or got something out of this. Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna close it out with that beautiful music in the background. You've been listening to episode. 54 of the podcast. My name is Mike. And I'm signing out.